0: Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website,
1: GemTrain.org. Hello, my name is Dan and I'm a uh, puppy trainer for Canine Companions for Independence. It's a national organization based in Santa Rosa, California. I have about eight and a half years, almost nine years of experience of raising puppies from eight weeks to 21, 22 months of age before they go off to advanced training to receive training to match a specific disability. The, uh, currently, this dog is uh, 11 months old. And she has about 19 commands now, but when she goes off, she'll have approximately 30 commands that I've taught her. And the people at CCI, Canine Companions for Independence, will enhance upon those 30 commands to uh, match a a specific disability. This is my sixth dog. I currently have one in training status right now in California who will graduate in just a matter of days and be matched with a team. Dogs have always been a part of my life. I worked, when I was uh, active duty military, I worked with dogs uh, to, a, to a degree. I've always had one in the household, and, um, and I've had an opportunity to uh, have several dogs, hunting dogs uh, in, pa- in past years. And um, to be frank, I just am not going to put any more dogs down. I'd rather train a puppy, and send her off into the world and do good things. Canine Companions for Independence provides provides dogs for four different categories. Uh, one of which, of course, is for peer people with a hearing loss. Uh, other dogs go to people with autistic go to people with autism. Uh, others go to school teachers, to uh, people who run uh, assisted living facilities, and the dog acts as a comfort animal within that type of environment. And, of course, uh, we have dogs that uh, go into uh, law enforcement agencies and they help children who are victims of crimes to uh, be more relaxed during their statements and during testimony. A, a service dog is designated as an as animal that uh, has been trained to assist in specific tasks to uh, enable the individual to accommodate uh, their abilities within the real-world environment. Uh, Nalani, uh, we, I don't know where she's going to go, what she's going to do, but my, one of my past dogs is with a uh, person with autism and, um, and he helps the dog, helps the individual accommodate the pressures of the outside world. And it also opens the, so, the world socially for that individual. Uh, he always has people approaching him when he's out in public with the dog and asking if they can pet or they can gain more information about his dog. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that a child with autism um, benefits from the fact that the dog is a comfort, uh, provides comfort to them, uh, pr- provides an opportunity to interact with the outside, with people on the outside. and. Uh, eases socially awkward situations. The dog is an immediate magnet for other people to approach that child, whereas maybe that would not happen normally. Uh, A a trained service dog can help a a child by pressing against their legs or leaning against their body, a a seated position or lying down on the floor and provide the warmth and the pressure similar to a weighted blanket and uh, aiding in their uh, feeling of well-being. In my in my opinion, I would I, I have observed that type of behavior, and and I feel that would be a that normally is a benefit to an individual. The uh, the dog will come up to next to the the child or the adult and actually wish to be petted or put pressure on the person, similar to what Nalani is doing right now, and uh, provide a sense of uh, opportunity of comfort. Locally, uh, we have dogs uh, that are helping people or children, uh, uh, youth with, with autistic issues, and they um, have generated a sense of calmness within the child, whereas before there may have been some excitability. The dog, uh, uh, since acquiring the dog, uh, the individuals, the family in general has noticed that there has been a general uh, relaxation within the, within the individual uh one of the uh, one of my dogs uh, the parents reported to me that the child now walks the dog outside the house whereas previously he uh, did not necessarily go out by himself and uh, now he's comfortable enough to be able to walk the dog One of the things that that I recommend to people is is uh is to go to an organization that provides a service dog. And there are several listed. The one I'm mostly affiliated with is Canine Companions for Independence. And they have a good website. They're willing to talk to people on the phone and provide um, pretty straightforward guidance as to whether or not they think one of their dogs or one of our dogs will assist the family in, in dealing with the ongoing situation. Uh, not everybody will qualify. Uh, and there is a pretty rigorous vetting process involved in most organizations that provide service dogs. In uh, training these puppies, I've seen situations and I've had people tell me of their experiences of their dogs going to a child with autism. And some of the experiences have been relayed to me have been pretty dramatic in regards to settling the child. Uh, enabling the child to interact more appropriately within the outside world and um, it's, it's, of course, the dog uh, provides, uh, as we said earlier, an opportunity for increased social awareness. People will flock to the dog when they ne- didn't necessarily flock to the individual with, with a great deal of frequency but most people will be attracted to a dog, and uh, and it's really light and refreshing to see that sort of thing. The family reports that their child is more socially uh, comfortable and uh, is definitely more approachable and more responsive to uh, situations where people inquire about their dog. Nalani is an example of a potentially good service dog. She's very calm in new situations. She uh, allows people to approach her She's not skittery, she's responsive in her commands. And, and we have found, the organization has found that uh, our dogs that are very calm, uh, not easily excitable, uh, are probably best suited for uh, an individual with, an, with autism. As a, uh, as a puppy trainer, and that's what I am, I am given a dog at eight weeks. Literally, I pick them up at the airport in a crate. I start training immediately that afternoon. And the training process evolves according to the dog's age and the physical ability. There are certain commands we don't introduce to the dog until he or she is in the uh, uh, one year or older because of the need to protect their joints. We don't want the dog jumping and leaping about until we feel that the joints are totally uh, evolved. Uh, but she, will, uh, she was taught uh, to toilet on command, and that started at eight weeks, and usually it takes me about 36 hours to uh, accomplish that task. And she has had an accident once or twice, but very infrequently. And uh, she toilets on command. She is taught to walk uh, at my knee, either on my left side or my right side, she is taught to sit on command, down on command, not start eating her food until she has the command. And of course, we evolved from there, from shaking to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, shaking her paw, uh, high-fiving, uh, sitting comfortably next to me, jumping up onto a bench, going under the bench and maintaining uh, position. And of course, uh, accepting her, Uh, her collar and her uh, cape, Uh, when the cape is on, she's at work and that's something she learns very quickly. When the cape is off, she's a typical puppy, rolls in the snow, runs in the rain, swims in the mud, and uh, just has a good time. But when the cape goes on, she's at work and she quickly realized that at about eight and a half weeks old. As a trainer, uh, some of the more uh, entertaining moments is she goes with me everywhere to the doctor's office to the dentist's office uh, she's been to movies she's been to plays she goes to football games basketball games ice hockey uh, so anywhere that i go she is going now i don't take her into environments that i think she would be stressed or she's not mature enough to handle uh, she handles hockey games and the loud horns in the crowds and uh, without issue uh, so it's really enjoyable that when I go to the library, she's underneath the table with me. Uh, she's not left at home. Grocery shopping is, uh, is an endurance at times because everybody wants to touch the dog and ask the pet and, and inquire about her because she's right there next to the grocery basket uh, in a calm, very behaved manner. Uh, one thing that people should realize that a service dog is when they're out in public with their team member, the dog is working. And this is not a dog you can approach and just generally pet. A a dog that is focused on their team member needs to remain focused on their team member, not be distracted. That's why one should always ask, is it okay to pet your dog? What is your dog's name prior to approaching the dog and uh, thereby preventing confusion on the dog's behalf and possibly interfering with a task that the individual has asked of the dog at that particular time several of the reasons that uh, prompt me to do this type of, of work is number one it's highly enjoyable i get a puppy at 8 weeks i train her for uh, approximately 20 months then send her off into the world to do good things and uh, it's really a privilege to do this it's a it's a I don't necessarily think I'm highly skilled, but certainly it takes a little bit of perseverance to be patient with the dog. And of course, when it comes time to send her off into graduation, it is tough. But all of the dogs that I've trained, I know where they're at. I know what they're doing. People keep in touch with me, so it's not a it's not something that I never see them again. But uh, they, they do they go all around the country and they do taskings that um, that are unique to their personality. One of the dogs I helped train is, is, is in uh, Louisiana, and that dog is with the state PTSD program and um, doing a tremendous service for police and fire departments that have lost members in tragic circumstances. And the dog travels around the state with, with various folks uh, with the agency to to assist these departments. Uh, and I, was a, I helped train that particular dog. Uh, another dog, as I mentioned earlier, is in the Midwest with an individual with, with autism and helping that individual cope with the with the world. Um, and then we have a dog that uh, is now in the local area and she is working with a physical therapist who goes into ch- uh, hospitals and works with children on a weekly basis and uh, and her and she's doing very well in that regard the, the vision i would say the vision for this particular type of effort is we have a group of people willing to invest their time and effort uh, throughout the country we have over 900 puppies being raised right now throughout the country and these puppies are provided to the individuals with the understanding they will provide um, the proper facility, proper feeding, and proper training, and p- expose them to environments that are appropriate to the age of the puppy. And in order to ensure a greater success when they go into advanced training, which will then match the, uh, the, uh, the requirements of individuals who receive the dogs. At, at a, and that's about two and a half years of age when they receive the dogs. But it's, it's a rigorous matching program Uh, To ensure that the the dog will indeed fulfill the requirements the individual uh, sets forth
0: We hope you're enjoying this presentation At any time we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum
1: the uh, what I have seen in the past in regards to maintaining a service dog uh, in a home environment is there are several conditions that the, that the service dog must, must be uh, held to in order to uh, realize the effectiveness of the previous training. Uh, Number one, the dog has to be kept in good physical condition. In other words, it's not a house dog. It must be exercised in a controlled, safe environment on a regular basis. Of course, the uh, medical care is something that needs to be taken care of, the immunizations and regular checkups. Particularly important, the dog is not to be eating table food. It can't pick up scraps from the floor. It can't be picking up handouts from children in the household or from strangers. It must be, uh, must maintain a, a good weight for the dog. And in order, in order to do that, usually a specified uh, dog food is, is required. The um, maintaining the training standards, the dog has been trained to a particular level and it's the responsibility of the recipient to maintain that training. And, and, and there shouldn't be any fear in that regard because at least my organization provides uh, a two-week session so that you know what's expected of the dog and what the dog expects of you in regards to maintaining its level of training. <clears throat> the uh, length of time it takes to receive a dog uh, once the individual has been uh, uh, accepted into the program is, varies. Uh, depending on the, 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 the types of dogs or the skills that the dogs are exhibiting as they're going through not only my training, but also the advanced training, uh, will determine whether or not that dog would be suitable for your particular needs. The, um, typically people, uh, once they're qualified and the application process is, is, takes a while, it's, there's a vetting process involved. Uh, could be as long as two years, Uh, could be shorter than that. It depends on the availability of dogs, your particular child's uh, needs at that time, and whether or not a dog would be suitable for your child and uh, to fulfill those particular requirements. Placement of a dog is dependent upon the puppy reports that I provide the organization on on a monthly basis. I fill out a report card and send it on. Uh, the observations of the training staff, once the dog is in the uh, advanced training facility, the trainers will look at my reports, compare it with their observations, determine what the dog would be best suited for, if indeed the dog remains qualified to be in, remain in the program. And then they will look at their pool of applicants to determine what those requirements are and then attempt to best match a particular dog to an individual. The organization that I'm affiliated with has been working with dogs for over 40 years now. In fact, just recently they placed their 6,000th dog with an individual and they have, they have focused on dogs because typically that's a more, uh, it's a responsive animal, it is trainable, it has a uh, affinity towards humans and it is, the, most dogs are very, aware of the individual's emotional state and their needs at that time. Um, The organization, excuse me, the organization has found that dogs seem to fit those requirements uh, much more readily than any other type of animal. I have found personal observation. I have seen this particular dog and several of my other dogs, previous dogs, react to a child in a specific fashion that is unlike any other reaction that particular day. Uh, Recently, I was at a Christmas holiday, Christmas party uh, at an organization, and the dog was being petted and approached by a number of children simultaneously. At times, I couldn't see the dog because of the number of hands on the dog. And she was attempting to lick, which I discouraged. and she was shaking and she was wagging her tail. And then all of a sudden, she sat stock still, tail stopped. She wasn't licking, the paws on the floor, and a little, little boy reached out and touched her and drew his hand back. And mom came up and said, how does that dog know my child has special needs? And that's something I don't train. That dog knew and uh, responded appropriately. And, and my previous dogs have done the same thing in similar circumstances, so it's a it's a trait these animals have that they can recognize the human condition. That always gets me when I think of that. It's uh, a pretty touching story, actually. Um, by no means, uh, she can do that very well, and she loves to t- chase tennis balls, but she has an affinity towards people and. Uh, she reaches out to children in a fashion that's appropriate to the child's capability to absorb her affection i mean, that's sounds far-fetched but she will slow down for a child that's a little timid and she'll speed up for a child with who demonstrates enthusiasm from observation each child has a, a different approach to the world some are uh, enthusiastically embracing the world, others are uh, more timid and, and, and are more withdrawn and, and tend to back away from strange circumstances. But most every child, there are exceptions, most every child seems to be able to approach a dog, one shape, one form or another, uh, either reaching out to pet or just watching. And, and I think sometimes that the, uh, the dog, well, I, I believe at times the dog is able to sense what's appropriate for the child. And it certainly uh, behooves, I think, behooves us perhaps as parents to explore the possibilities that a dog can present to your child. There are children within our society that are reluctant to approach new and strange environments. Uh, A dog has a capability, a a well-trained service dog has a capability of bringing a child out and exposing them to new environments that they might not necessarily be exposed to previously. Uh, Many of our dogs, uh, we hear from parents and from relatives and teachers that the child has changed. Much to the positive, when the service dog is introduced into their environment, the uh, many of our many of our uh, recipients um, also report that their social circle has expanded dramatically because they do have capability now of interacting with the world more comfortably uh, because people approach them. They approach them because of the dog. They're curious or they want to pet the dog or see the dog more closely, whereas they may not have approached that individual in that capacity previously. For the parents who are wondering the uh, steps involved in acquiring a service dog, uh, the process is pretty straightforward. Uh, Essentially, uh, if you have a a health service provider, that um, would be a good way to approach that? Probably not. I should probably start with the parent. The, um, for those folks who uh, who have a child who who believe that their child would benefit from the, from the presence of a service dog, I encourage you to explore the, the qualification process. We uh, Canine Companions for Independence has a application online. You can take a look at. It requires statements from your doctor, perhaps inputs from your child's teachers. Uh, your inputs in regards to what you think that dog can do for your child and what the benefit that you believe that your child would realize from the presence of a service dog. Uh, it is a, uh, it's not an overnight process. There'll be telephone interviews, there'll be an in-person inter- interview with the organization, representatives from the organization. Uh, once you're accepted into the program, the your puppy has to go through a a lengthy specialized training course to match the dog to your to the child's requirements and and then there will be a two-week in, uh, in-house uh, opportunity for you to learn how to maintain the dog keep the training in effect and then be introduced to your dog so that you have a chance to bond for a period of time prior to going back to your home. Uh, there are periodic uh, requirements that you bring the dog back to the organization to ensure the dog's health is being maintained, the dog's training is at a level that is suitable, and of course, uh, to answer any questions you may have. There is a good support system via email, online, or by telephone on a regular basis so that you're not left with a dog and and having unanswered questions. Uh, The support system is very uh, beneficial and um, is is fairly in depth, uh, but you are expected to maintain a dog in good state of health and uh, maintain exercise regime and then, of course, maintain a level of training that a dog has been brought to. A service dog is uh, usually backed by a credentialed organization indicating that the dog has been trained to assist the individual, the recipient, in specific taskings or provide, provide uh, a feeling of, of emotional stability uh, over a period of time in different environments. A comfort animal on the other hand is not necessarily specifically trained and it is not recognized in a legal sense that the dog can accompany the individual in most locations or most environments um uh, service animals have a tendency to be varied in their selection and whereas our organization focuses directly upon dogs and and their ability to provide assistance when required my thought on the fact on the on the on the option of bringing an animal into the home for the purpose of a pet is uh, Certainly that would be a a, a, a decision a family has to make as to whether or not they can assume the responsibility of maintaining a pet in a safe, wholesome environment. Um, many pets have been ignored, they're left outside um, for the convenience of the family, and, and that's a decision the family has to make. When it comes to a service dog, uh, that dog has specific requirements that must be maintained in order to ensure the well-being of the dog. And of course, that dog has been selected and trained to ensure it provides a benefit to your home environment. And, uh, and that's, that's a very clear distinction, I believe, between an animal brought in for pet purposes and an animal brought in to assist uh, the individual in need. Pets are not necessarily a bad option for a family. Uh, many of our service dogs reside in homes with pets already in place or brought into the home afterwards. The uh, the issue that that I'm stressing is though, that a pet may not be able to uh, provide what you're looking for uh, because there, there is a great deal of responsibility associated with a pet as there is with a service dog. Uh, but may perhaps the uh, the pet will not respond in a manner which you're seeking and and i i understand your your concern i I don't wish to discourage a pet being brought into the home but a pet should not be looked upon as an animal that may indeed assist a particular child with specific needs From my experience, uh, a pet can be a wonderful addition to the home, Uh, it does require maintenance, it does require specific training, uh, no matter the animal. In in many instances, though, people sometimes think that a pet can fulfill the needs of their child. Perhaps so, uh, but a service dog has been trained to match the needs of your child and has the uh, capability of fulfilling in many instances, in different environments, the requirements that your child may have, whereas a pet may not have that capability. Uh, in addition, of course, we must recognize that a pet doesn't have the freedom to de- travel throughout the uh, your particular uh, range in your local uh, city, whereas a service dog is protected and legally uh, able to travel with your child in, in a uh, specific manner. So uh, in many cases, whereas a pet may be adequate for your particular requirements, uh, perhaps a service dog should be explored to determine whether or not it can more fully match what your child needs. From, from my observation, I have seen circumstances where a child will receive a service dog and it's been transformation. It's been an evident transformation of their life. Uh, the child has become more outgoing. Uh, this particular case I'm thinking about, the young lady is uh, is now working in a um, in a job environment that she had not previously approached. The dog does not go with her to work, but she has a confidence level that enables her to get a job. And maintain it, and and uh, and and help support herself financially. And I think the dog had a major contributing contributing factor to that, contributing factor to that. The um, it's taken a lot of stress off the mom because the presence of the dog has stabilized the child. In other cases, I've seen uh, a dog uh, help a, a small young small girl. Uh, she, she's maturing into a young lady now and the dog has boosted her confidence level dramatically. She interacts with people on a, in a social environment. Did not necessarily happen previously. Um, the dogs are, provide a major emotional boost throughout the family. It, it seems that every family member uh, with a service dog in environment benefits from the fact that the dog is now Creating a um, a uh, absorption of, of emotion, uh, the dogs de- definitely present affection or demonstrate affection towards the family members, and and I think that's a benefit to everyone involved. Uh, I've always had a uh, infinity to, uh, affinity towards dogs. I feel that they have a, a kin a, a kin. What's the word I'm thinking about? Kinship. Kinship. Uh, I feel that dogs have a kinship with people. I've seen, seen it evident in the process of training these dogs and their eventual matching with an individual who has a need of a special dog with specific abilities and uh, having the opportunity to provide a dog to a person in need is indeed a rare opportunity in this world. The, uh, the opportunity to provide a dog to an individual who, who has a, would receive a benefit from the dog is something that I think uh, provides uh, an opportunity of expression uh, uh, for the benefits that I've received in my past life. It's, it's definitely an um, opportunity to give back to society.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. We now invite you to go to JimTrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.